0: episodes two or three just yet then uh, go back and and have a listen Um, and this was something that we we started talking about at the end of our chat Um, and that was about you know as a creative what is it like to struggle um, or is it a struggle you know we're we're doing something that we love hopefully Um, and I'm not going to put too much of an intro on, on this episode I'll come back to you at the end uh, and, but I'm going to kick it off with something that uh, Tina said that I really loved, that I thought kind of summed up um, this topic really well, um, and she, it was around vulnerability, um, and she says, it's the first thing you want from anyone else, and the last thing you want to show to anyone, and I think that's so true about, um, certainly, like as I've hired in the industry, um, being able to see that from people is, is such something that you really want, but you just don't really want to give that up. You want to kind of show that you've got your shit sorted and everything's fine. Um, So yeah, there's plenty more great advice in this episode. So I'll hand over to Juicy and Tina.
1: Um, Okay. I'm going to just move to the final section. Uh, which was, um, and we actually, I almost got to segue to it earlier, but we started to talk about struggle, which was quite interesting. And in it's struggle, there, a necessity, um, struggle and have the, is real. And the struggle is real. And also, <laughs> like, we're not afraid of hard work, right? I think that's the other thing is like, no one is looking for uh, rainbows and fluffy clouds and kittens here. We know that work is hard, and it's meant to be hard. Mm. Um, but suffering and the toll it can take is is something that should not really be um, a part of our of our lives that we're not in control of um so have there been times kind of as a creative um where you felt like it's been very very hard that it's had an effect on you um that you'd be willing to kind of talk about and share or that you've seen in other people um i
2: mean there are different types of struggles i think there's the struggles that are always there like the ones that are filled with insecurities and self-doubt and just negative feelings about yourself mm. that you may not want to share with other people just out of fear of showing a side of vulnerability um i mean there is so much talk about vulnerability it's like the first thing you want from someone else and the last thing you want to give anybody um but i feel from my own experiences the the real, like the main struggles in terms of being a creative and in the industry have come with just simply trying to figure out what kind of designer I, what kind of role I wanted and getting a job. Like, it's so weird to even say out loud that for like a good portion or two years of, you know, leaving university, it was a massive struggle to find a job and not like, you know, being unemployed for two years, but like trying out different roles and now they really working or not really finding a fit in there. And they're not really being able to say to anybody either, I'm, I, I can't seem to figure out where I sit within the creative community. I mean, it's funny that before we were talking about having resources that you can go to and talk to. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think sometimes they can come with this shiny polish over them that, you know, it's filled with people who are already accomplished. Therefore, that's why they're on the panel and they're talking about their experiences um or it's filled with um you know portfolio reviews or just anything for students to kind of like upskill but then there's nobody there that's kind of like you can't really find a job and you're trying really hard and you're doing all the right things and it's just not coming too easily because they're not going to have the answers for it so a lot of it is like inward struggles for the first few years um and I suppose having that thing when you're in uni you think that you have to get into a design studio and probably a studio that does some branding work. And that's going to be the Holy grail. Like that's going to be you for the next 20, 50 years. Mm -hmm. Um, and they're not being enough to say that there are different types of being a creative. You can become like a really great animator, a really great illustrator. And if you're going to become an illustrator, you probably want to become an independent illustrator and this is how you do it. Or if you, um, really, really like branding, then, you know, read some of these books and, These studios are really great to go to and maybe it's not a studio but maybe it's an agency and to like give all the pathways that you can otherwise i feel like you're going to come into this point where you think you're going to be one certain thing and you're assuming that that's what you're going to be and then when you can't get it it can be so so demoralizing and heartbreaking and i remember once i didn't get a job and i was i was like i think one of the last two people left like it was between me and one of the girl and I didn't get it for whatever reason it was. And in hindsight, it wasn't at all a job that I wanted. But I just remember thinking, I'm going to change careers. Like, I've had enough. This is not for me. It's too hard. And I called a friend. I'm like, I am not going to ask you to look at my folio again because there is no point. I obviously suck. And I'm going to find something else to do. And it, it's like, I don't, I don't know what the answer would be. But I think it's, um, I suppose, the problem when you are working in a niche industry and there are so many graduates and there aren't enough jobs for everyone. Mm -hmm. Um, And there's no way that something like Never Not Creative is gonna find the answer for it or anybody. Um, I think it just comes with being, I guess, a creative who puts their soul into their work. Like it's their brain that's been, I guess, plastered over each project. And it's, it's just inherent that you're going to feel really close and connected to what you do and makes it so much harder when things don't work out the right way. Like thankfully they have now and I'm in a really good place. But I remember that first few years was horrible, like absolutely horrible.
3: Yeah, that's really that's that's really hard. Like I feel like I've had a completely different experience to that and um I like just listen to that whole thing and I'm just like I just want to give you a hug. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's um, fine.
2: It made me stronger, but you know,
3: you know what I mean? It's like it's just, yeah. it's what
2: it is at the end of the day. Oh, and totally. they're like it's a piece of the struggle and I mean, I guess it goes to show like how much you love what you do like You know i must have really loved and believed in design to like to kept with it and not have given up after that phone call yeah um yeah you
3: persevere through it all yeah yeah i mean it it does it doesn't make it easier does it you know no um yeah i find the kind of like the what tina mentioned tina like kind of mentioned it before the articulation of struggling as a creative versus just like struggling in general like obviously everyone's got their shit like everyone struggles in life in general Um, but for me, like, have I ever struggled as a creative? I don't think I have. And maybe in hindsight, I might look back and be like, yes, I have. But at the moment, like, I mean, I don't think my teen angsty years of not being able to draw hands count as struggling (laughs) as a creative. I still can't draw hands and I don't think I'll ever try it again. Um, but like really different kind of story to that I've been really lucky so far in my career, like I I think it goes without saying I've worked really hard as well, but I have been really lucky. Um, I studied at a really good university um, and like I was able to be supported by my parents and I was lucky enough to land my job straight out of uni and I've been there since. Um, And it's going really well. Like Chris, my boss, he's an incredible human in general and he's a great boss, he's a great mentor. Um, So I've been really lucky in that sense and I really kind of make sure I recognise that every day and I think like Tina said, there are the everyday struggles and some days you just wake up less motivated than other days. Um, and some days you just kind of like you can't have any ideas and that's crap. But I don't think they're there for me necessarily big moments of struggling as a creative. Um, I know I probably will will have them in the future and I'm probably not ready for them because I've had it so good so far. Um, but, you know, when that ha- I'll cross that bridge when it happens, I guess. Um, But, yeah, I think the important thing with struggling in general and struggling as a creative, I think struggling as a creative is to have other kind of creatives to talk to about it. Um, Sometimes when things are in your head, they seem way bigger and scarier Mm. than they really are. And when you say them out loud, you kind of, like, set them free in a way and you realise it's okay and it's not all bad and someone else may have been through a really similar situation. And even if they've had the complete opposite situation it might kind of make you realize okay it is possible um and then i mean sometimes when you say things out loud as well you realize the gravity of them and you realize they're actually way more scary than you thought and it's fucking terrifying but then at least you've said it to someone and they can be there to help you i think just like the fact that you can talk about it to other people is really important like talking and normalizing the fact that people have insecurities and people are going through like tough times is really important um and just validating people's concerns, I think, is a really important thing
1: mm. to do. We had a a discussion in um, Melbourne last week, which was around what you would be willing to talk about and to who. Um, and it was it was quite interesting, like we I, I kind of feel like we are building a little bit of a community now and even just some of the posts in the group and the amount of comments that they're starting to get is is really encouraging to see that people are kind of sharing experiences, giving advice, um, which is really good. But the, I think, Taina, you might remember that we, because I think actually you're a big part of this discussion, which was, what if things are kind of really bad and quite personal? And um, like, where do you have that discussion? And um, one of the things even that is, that's in the pledge at the moment is this kind of need for anonymity in certain cases like the fact that you know you have to put your name to something only allows certain types of people to kind of have the courage and confidence even to be able to do that um is that is there a is there a need for a kind of safe place uh, it sounds like you guys are obviously you know pretty fine at the moment but you know there may be a time in the future or there may be people you know that actually could really benefit from a a safe place to to talk and get advice
2: definitely definitely I mean, even now, like four years later, I still have moments when I need to kind of talk to somebody. And I, like the other, I think like a few months ago on Twitter, I put out a little call out just to be like, is there any like Slack channels or groups where women talk to each other about their problems? And a a few of them came up and I wanted them in particular because I wanted to talk about things that were happening professionally. And I didn't necessarily want anybody that may know me personally to know I was having these issues not because I was embarrassed or ashamed, but because I just needed to feel like I can talk about something and it's not going to become gossip later on or somebody's not going to say, oh, Tina's experiencing this issue. Mm. Um, And to get that kind of, I guess, feedback and to have no fear in saying it out loud. Um, But then, you know, there's the other part of it too where you just want someone to validate, like Joseph was saying, you just want someone to validate how you're feeling. Like you can be in a work situation and be really unhappy or just pissed off or frustrated and you're not quite sure if it's just you as a person being irritated or if it's a situation that needs to change and before you go ahead and you tell your boss or you tell a work colleague about it you kind of want somebody to listen to you and to I guess feedback a little bit or validate a little bit before you then take that next step because it could Mm. be something small or it could be something that you didn't realize how big it really is and like how not okay it was um but a safe place for anybody who's younger, I think, is more important. Yeah. Um, you're probably, I mean, everyone's different. These days, some people are extremely confident when they come out of university, which is great sometimes. But, um, <laughs> uh, you know, I think you're probably going to be a little bit more timid when you're starting something new and fresh and you're a new person on the block. And it can do a world of difference to just know that you can say those words out loud or to have somebody to speak to. And then you don't have to sit with it and it doesn't have to linger. And you don't know how many years it's going to remain to be lingering in you. You know, you could have something that you're so worried about, stay um, mm. a worry for like years and years because you haven't said it out loud or you haven't mm. shared it with anyone.
1: Yeah, I think yeah. it's really interesting. I was, I was talking to, um, I should also just say, my little girl just came up to me and uh, she's, drink- she's drawn a hand. So i'm gonna get her to come and have a chat with you JC, because she drew the hand and then she said to me she just basically looked at me and gave me the thumbs down said oh it's not very good
3: said, oh you know,
1: you can still be successful and not be able to draw hands you can you I really can to listen to this um,
3: i yeah i have never been able to draw hands and look at me now i'm sitting in a lunch nook talking to you guys so it's pretty good yes. um yeah yeah <laughs> um,
1: um, the on the um the kind of anonymity thing i was i talked to my wife about this and um she's a member of lots of different facebook groups uh but one of them is a facebook group for mums and what they do really well is that they allow people to kind of they send the admin an email um, and then the their problem gets posted anonymously um, and then everybody can um, write, you know, their feedback, um, and that person can benefit from it without having to say they were the person, um, which you know apparently works really, really well. Um, and everyone really chimes in and, and supports. So um, maybe that's something. Because uh, I'd be lying if I haven't had people reach out to me. Um, maybe that's something we can certainly do in in Never Not Creative in the future as well. I
2: think yeah, that'd be definitely. so beneficial and so worthwhile. Mm. And quite possibly very popular
1: hmm. Hmm. yeah yeah definitely okay. so Go I'm going to um wrap it up there uh it was a really good chat I love the fact that we were uh chatting across uh three different locations and I think yeah this this you know it felt like a good um like it felt like a good discussion and chat to be able to just share ideas and um I I hope that the rest of the interviews I kind of do or not even interviews, are they, they're just chats that I do for uh, the podcast can, can be this good. Yeah. Um, So (laughs) thank thank you. you, Thank you both very much for sharing your thoughts and being uh, pretty honest and genuine with them as well. Um, so yeah. Is there anything you want to kind of leave everybody with Um, put you on the spot? It's like a massive bit of wisdom at the end.
3: (laughs) Um, well,
2: a thank you so much for asking us to come on board and for even doing Never Not Creators. Um, it's a huge gap, and that was it's been filled very, very well. Um, I think like the last thing I'd want to leave off is something that my dad told me over dinner two nights ago. Oh. I was really like pissed off and frustrated about something, and like talking very, very loudly because I was so upset. And he was like, "You're going to live for hopefully eighty more years, and this small problem right now will dissolve eventually." and everything will be okay. And I think that perspective really helped me calm me down. Um, So everyone, I hope you all live for 80 more years Mm -hmm. and things eventually come and go, and there'll be big waves and small waves, and it's just one of the waves. That's so true.
3: Tina, your dad is full of so much good advice. The amount of times Tina is like... (laughs) Told me advice like from her dad. I'm just like, him,
2: like, this is good. (laughs) He needs to do something with it, doesn't he?
1: Yeah, Yeah, maybe we should have him on.
3: I (laughs) know, (laughs) we should get (laughs) him. Isn't he retired now? Isn't he like writing a book? He needs to like just write a book full of advice. That needs to be a thing. That needs to be a thing. Yeah, um, ditto to what Tina said. Thank you so much for having us. It's been great. Um, and yeah, I think Never Not Creative is going to be a really, really important part of the industry moving forward. Um I don't have anything really inspirational to leave leave the note on, but if you want to draw hands, keep trying. You might be able to (laughs) one day. (laughs) Joe, I I believe you still can draw hands.
2: I really do believe you can.
1: I know. Um, I think it's probably just your standard of where you expect to with hands. It's probably way above the rest of us. But still not quite where you want it to be.
3: Maybe my hands are great hands. Maybe I could draw you guys a hand, and you can tell me where I'm at. Oh, I love it. You could validate my hand drawings for me. Yes. <laughs> All right. That's great.
1: That's great, guys. Thank you very much. And Thank I'll see
3: you, guys. Soon.
2: Thanks, Angie. Bye, guys. Bye. bye. bye.
0: I hope you've enjoyed uh the chats that we've had with Josie and Tina over the last uh two weeks once again I'd love to thank them for being open and honest um and you know being our first guests in fact on the Never Not Creative podcast um I think I've just been sort of listening back to to the end of that that chat again and uh in order to kind of sort of record this conclusion um and there was something that I really liked towards the end that we started talking about, which was, um, you know, what, what do we think that never not creative could get to? Um, and I, I'd, I'd really would love for it to be a place that is a kind of a safe place for creatives. Um, and you know, if you have more ideas for that and what we could possibly do to facilitate that, um, we'd love to hear them. Um, so please kind of, you know, share that, um, through any of the, the different channels that we, that we use. Um, there was a, a few themes came out. Um, vulnerability, obviously, being being one, and you know, I think there's always a need for validation and um, being able to see that you know the work that you're doing is worthwhile, and that actually sometimes you can do all of that work and you get very little feedback. Um, but I think everyone should feel quite safe in knowing that that happens to absolutely everyone. Um, and I wanted to I've been meaning to do this for weeks, keep forgetting. I wanted to do a shout out um, to Matt and Flynn who run the Oz Design Radio um, podcast. It is a fantastic podcast um, and more and more and certainly the, the certainly the best episodes that I've uh, listened to of Oz design Radio are the ones where people are get into sharing some very very personal stories. Um, and so, I would encourage you to have a listen to ADR. Um, listen to as many episodes as, as you can, um, and just realise that you know people have been through some some tough stuff as well to get where they, get where they are. People on ADR, you know, they've been very successful. Um, they certainly have a bit of a name for themselves, and it's really interesting to hear how. You know, they might have struggled from, from time to time or they've had to kind of dust themselves off and, and pick themselves back up, um, but they've still got to where they where they are. And, you know, whilst we don't necessarily want to have to go through that, um, people often come out the other side much stronger um, and, and, you know, much more creative uh, for it as well. It's also made me think about how hard it can be in this industry. Um how we do work very hard and like I said before this some of the some of the things that we're talking about aren't necessarily to put in place things that mean we can you know make things super easy um, or or sort of shirk the hard work Um, but they are things that can set up a much fairer um, base for us to do our best work and for us to um, end up in a, in a in a much better place, and to kind of enjoy working in this industry, which I think you know we do most of the time. Coming up very shortly um, is a piece of work that has taken a good three or four months now, I think, um, which is the mental health survey um, that we've been working on. Um, we've been working with a, a government agency called Every Mind. Um, they're part of uh, the New South Wales government. Um, they do a lot of research into mental health. They've recently done a big study into small businesses across Australia around the state of mental health in those businesses and what contributes to it and how people um, cope and, and, and or choose to cope and look for uh, advice. Um, so we've worked with them to adapt that study um, into a survey for the creative industry and actually just recently... Um, we have partnered um, and kind of extended that study out to media and marketing as well um, through a partnership with Unlimited, which is a foundation in in the media marketing uh, industry. So I think and I hope you're actually going to hear quite a lot about this study in the weeks to come. Um, We've done, we've put a lot of work into it. Um, Hopefully you will see it around. Um, I would love if you could take the survey. Um, it's completely anonymous, but it will give us some really great data um, to be able to benchmark the state of mental health uh, in our industry and to start to understand some of the things that we might be able to do uh, to improve it. The, a lot of the methodologies um, used within the survey, they've all been put in there and, um, and put together by doctors at Every Mind. Um, and experts in, in research. They're there so that we can benchmark against other studies and against other industries. And so it'll be really interesting again to be able to compare those results. And the hope is, is that we will be able to run this study every year. Um, so that we can start to understand whether anything we are doing is is making a difference, and obviously the hope is that it absolutely is, and that you know everything that we try and do with Never Not Creative is intended to create action, not just debate and discussion. The survey will be a really great way of starting to understand whether we're making a dent into this problem, and we're really keen. To be able to show that there is a there is a problem um, that it's actually much more normal and not not necessarily in a good way than um, perhaps people realize which should also go some way to um, addressing the stigma that that exists with mental health um, just overall universally but also in the industry so keep a lookout for it. We'll be posting through all our social channels and through the Facebook group, um, but I would love you to to take the survey and to share it with your uh, friends and colleagues. So that's it for another week of Never Not Creative. Uh, next week, there won't be any Josie and Tina, so I hope the uh, podcast is still to your liking and is good because uh, they've certainly been a big part of the first uh, its first days. Um, and first weeks as always you can follow never not creative on social media at nvr not creative you can find us on facebook in the facebook group please join Um, if you have any issues that you would love to bring up but that you don't necessarily feel confident enough um, to put your name to then you can message me uh, directly and i will post anonymously for you um, you'll see that actually already we I've I've done that now one or two times, and so um, you'll also see all the great advice and uh, support that comes along uh, as a result of that. So uh, please do, and um, hopefully you can you can benefit from that. And uh, yeah, don't, you know don't be shy. It's a it's a very safe place. I hope for us to talk about um, a lot of these a lot of these things. Um, thanks again to Streamtime. Um, without StreamTime, I wouldn't be able to do this uh, podcast um, and a lot of the initiatives that we do with NeverNot Creative. So check out StreamTime.net for project management software for the creative industry. That's it for this week. Can't wait to uh, to get back to another episode uh, next week. Won't be as heavy actually next week. I think we're going to be talking about Uh, sort of work-life balance and how to juggle um, running an agency and a lot of the learnings um, and we'll be doing that with uh, a great guy and a, a kind of an old colleague of mine Charles Laubscher who runs Love and Money in Melbourne so that's to come next week have a great week hopefully speak to you then